0: Right, sons, and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars and more, where we discuss and celebrate the movie, shows, books, comics, games, and ever ruffing else from the galaxy far, far away, and will occasionally journey to other galaxies. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, disgraced Jedi and Force mystic, Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co host of the galaxy, starting with former Force-sensitive Assassins Guild member turned droids rights activist, Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the smuggler with a not so secret heart of gold, Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. Now, even though I just introduced this mostly as a Star Wars podcast, this is a special bonus episode, and we're not going to talk about Star Wars at all, are we? No. 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 No Star Wars today.
1: No Star Wars to be found.
0: <laughs> no Star Wars for you. No Star Wars here. This episode is not gonna be about Star Wars at all. We know this. We know it is. We, we know this. We know this. This we know. We know this. We do notice. This. this we know. We we know this. <laughs> We're all cruising along here on our flying planet, and because we've gotten very, very lost, um, Yeah. I'm shocked. I mean, the
2: galaxy is a big place, and this thing handles
0: like a like a <laughs> I
2: don't know.
1: How's it handle? Space is big. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Handles like a big damn ball just floating around. You know what I'm saying? Which is pretty much exactly what it is. Um, it doesn't steer very well. There's no. some sharp turns. No. And you don't want to navigate this big floating ball through a set of jug handles, I'm telling you that.
2: Well, and you got a sphere, it's up, it's down, it's left and right. You never know, you know, huh. what direction it's like it's a we did an omnidirectional you never wheel, you know. I don't know. You huh. you
0: we we don't know this. <laughs> We don't notice. We don't notice. We don't notice. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. <laughs> I think we're, it, that didn't take us very long, did it? Okay. No. Well, um, yeah, so we're lost, but it's okay. We're cruising along, and because we've gotten lost, I think it's a fine time to see how the planet reacts to traveling via bryfrost. Oh, man. Now, this time, it's not just us. It's the whole planet coming along. And here's another thing I didn't think out very well, because we can't really take the bryfrost to say New York city where the battle of New York happened in the, in the Avengers. Can we, because we throw the entire planetary alignment of earth out of whack. Oh man. Well, we didn't consider that at all. (laughs) No,
1: but but, you know, science, Uh, magic. (laughs) Yeah. Magic.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Magic.
0: Magic. Yeah. It's just, it's just science that we don't understand yet. There you go. So we could end up at Vormir Asgard. I don't know. And, all I know is that we're lost, and maybe after this, when we come back, we won't be. So who knows? I'm glad we're trying it in a bonus episode. You know, because yeah, if, it, it's, if we die, uh, then it's not workout. a real then episode, it's, it's not a main right. Yeah. It's, not it's canon. A real, yeah, it's a it's real not it's a real canon. it's a real bonus for people that hate the show. <laughs> 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 um, so if it's not clear by the references I was just making, it is time for another Marvel mission. And of course, what are we going to talk about? Six piping hot, hot, hot new episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier that are now streaming on Disney+. Plus.
3: The wall's upside down right now. Where do we start?
1: I'm not 100 wow. percent sure what that accent is, but sure.
3: Yeah. Like Dracula's oh, introducing well, that's from the yeah <laughs> Okay, so drag- is that what we're talking about?
2: Come with to this?
0: Transylvania yeah. to talk about the okay. Winter Soldier. Oh, a Zemo I... thing. Zemo? No, it's not that at all. It, I, think it,
4: it, I don't know where this came from. I think <laughs> sure. it's a
0: not, I think it came from nothing and it's nonsense. <laughs> Great. But then again, what isn't? You know what's not? This show. Uh, <laughs> the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This podcast is nonsense. Okay, so for hot takes, we have the hot take alarm. <laughs> We know this. We know this. And if anything really blew our minds, we'll fire off a seismic mind charge. This show recently ended, and all of it is still fairly new. I mean, it just came out. Three days ago. Yeah. Pipe and hot dough right out of here. So because of this, we're going to be spoiling the Kark and criff out of every single bit of this show. So if you haven't (laughs) seen all six episodes of The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, we are going to sound the spoiler klaxon. That's right. I am Werner. I am back. Why wasn't I in this show? Who's Daniel Bruhl? I don't care who he is. I could dance like that. I could open the dance club. I could be hot, 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 pipe and hot fresh, you know, Pillsbury Doughboy. What's wrong with me? What does that, Caitlin and Bush?
1: There's a clear order in which you should watch The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, season one, and then listen to our podcast.
0: As if that wasn't enough, as a bonus to this bonus, our discussion of this series, the main discussion will be led by Caitlin McKenna Bush. So, yeah, boy. everyone, every which way, it, either you're behind the mic. Or you're behind a pair of earbuds, but you're looking out.
4: If wow. we're already, all I have to do
0: to operate the Bryfrost is snap. Are we already? I oh. don't know how this is going to go.
4: Oh, uh, I'm nervous. Right, okay,
0: okay. set. Hold on. We should be able to just sit here. Wait, I'd like no, just to no... sit down. Then I'd like to sit down, please. Hold on. Same.
1: Okay. okay. Let's let's sit. Okay. Hold on. All right. There we go.
0: Oh yes, because you were both standing. <laughs> yes, I always I stand yeah. when I do the show. Okay. And I want my board.
4: Oh! <laughs> hey, actually. All right, right, so not as bad yeah, as before. That. As bad?
2: Yeah, that wasn't it. Whoa. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Mm, okay. Sure. Um, Head spell a bit. Yeah. You feel it in your... Oh, Brian, you're right. You feel it in your chest, right? Oh.
0: Yeah. Ow. Oh! <laughs> yeah, now I'm good. I'm good. Oh,
4: okay.
2: There
0: we go. All right, okay. Every, every, that, that's just how I travel. That yeah. has nothing to do with the Bryfrost. Oh. Oh. Another successful Bryfrost voyage over to Cape.
1: Well... We have arrived in the MCU. Oh, wow. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier premiered March 19th with finale on April 23rd. Six episodes in total, about five hours of content with all of the different uh, runtimes. Written by Malcolm Spellman, directed by Kari Skoglund. The primary cast includes Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, as well as Aaron Kellerman, Wyatt Russell, Danny Ramirez, Daniel Bruhl, Emily Van Camp, and many more people that they pack into six episodes with a lot of content Mm -hmm. that's going on. We are recording on April 26th, which means that we are three days removed from the finale episode. So first and foremost, going all the way back to a million billion years ago and on March 19th, before this was in the world, what were each of you expecting to see from this show? Brian, first.
0: I'll say I was expecting an action-adventure show. I'd say I was expecting racial themes because... This is America now, and we're dealing with a black man taking the shield and dealing with that transition. I did not expect it to go as deep as it did. I did not expect them to be as bold and to bring in some things from the comics that it did. I think it ended up being so much more than an action-adventure show, and I didn't expect that. Yeah, we got some action-adventure, but I'll just say it was not what I was expecting. Whatever I All was expecting right. better than what I was expecting.
2: Wonderful. Matthew? Man, not to steal Brian's answer, but- everything he just said <laughs> you know yeah. but I, but i think i, I was also surprised that the the stuff that they how deep they went with the comic stuff um especially mm. you know john walker us agent all that stuff like i, I didn't think that was going to be as big a deal on the show and also i think coming out of like wandavision i knew this show was going to be transitionary and there was going to be a lot of transition elements for the next phase of the mcu but i think that mm. the What I got the most out of this series was like all those setup things to come. Um, And so many characters kind of reset on the board. So that was surprising. And uh, I didn't expect as much.
1: Yeah. It really acts as a transition series more than anything else. Um, And it very much as we will get into steals so much from Captain of everything surrounding Captain America in Marvel Comics since he's been around. Mm -hmm. So first episode, New World Order is the title, but setting a little bit of the scene, we return to the MCU six months after the world's population has returned post-Endgame, and to kind of set this on a timeline, Falcon and Winter Soldier is happening about two months before the events of Spider-Man Far From Home, but five months after WandaVision. So it's kind of this weird middle ground between all of these events that we've seen premiering in a completely nonsensical timeline yeah. thus far. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, they, they have to like, you know, all be doing something at like at the same time, or else they'd all come help right. each other, right? So they it all has and to be blend.
4: I
1: just I love the image of uh, you know, spoiler, et cetera, et cetera, but by the time they end up in New York City, and it's still two months before the events of Far From Home, Peter Parker is sitting around in Queens. Yeah, right. Just like watching this happen. Right.
0: Yeah. And he's not like, doing anything. Oh, what Amphis Nest pulling some some stuff out there? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Let's just keep building this Death Star. Yeah, hey, he's got the Mos Eisley Cantina, you
4: know.
1: <laughs> oh, he totally
0: does. Yeah, he's building That's that what thing. they're totally yeah. totally. Are, <laughs> so,
1: yeah. so before we we really delve into this, we we know and we mentioned this when we talked about Wandavision a little while back. But very uh, well known by this point that originally Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first, and Wandavision was supposed to be second. Are we? Are we? Do we feel like we missed something? For for this coming out second, or are we chill with this?
2: That's a tough question. I, because I, I, I really, um, I think I liked Wandavision <laughs> more than I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Same. Yeah, I like, I, you know, I. Same. Listen, I love like, everything in the MCU, but I, I really enjoyed Wandavision. Yeah. So, like my my expectations were like skyrocketed. Oh yeah. So I don't know. So yeah, I, I feel like it didn't really hurt the series, but it might have benefited a little bit just because we were so craving MCU content. And then we would finally would have got it with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then, like, the the one-two punch of WandaVision, it would have been, like, lights out. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I think WandaVision was such a weird way to begin the next phase yeah. That th- it would have been a little not easier. I mean, because this show is still takes some big swings, mm-hmm. but starting with Falcon flying around in an action sequence is more of that's what you expect from the MCU.
1: It's more typical fare for what we're used to on the
0: screen. Yeah. And not here's a black and white sitcom.
1: Right. Here's I Love example. Lucy. Yeah. Right.
0: So WandaVision was so, yeah. was so out of left field. And this was, yeah, again, it was it was more familiar. And I'll say I probably preferred WandaVision to, uh, as well, even though they are so incredibly different. Yeah. It's like the difference between uh, is I, I I don't I don't know. I'm trying apples to and of, oranges. Yeah, yeah, two very yeah. disparate MCU movies, and I'm coming up just like Iron Man three and Guardians two. I don't know, <laughs> um, but I think it, in a lot of ways, and I'm sure this show Falcon and the Winter Soldier meant a lot, meant more to a lot of people than anything in WandaVision meant to anybody. Mm -hmm. I think this show is more important to say black MCU fans Mm -hmm. than, and means way more to them that they did certain things in here that they actually cared to bring in a character, not to skip ahead or anything, but that Isaiah Bradley is in the MCU at all Mm -hmm. is just insane to me Mm -hmm. that they went and did that. So I can say it's this, I don't want to say they're higher highs here, but it's, or that it's more important. It's I don't want to say, yeah, yeah because one division's important too. dealing with grief probably yeah, is also yeah. important. So you're dealing with bad dealing with grief there and systemic racism and just governments failing over here. It's both of them together. I was like, how, again, how, this was another instance in a completely different way. I'm like, how are they, how are they doing this? How is this a show? Yeah.
2: Marvel, baby! Yeah, that post blip life is uh is real fun. Post blip is really hitting <laughs> it's really, hard, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: because they don't—they don't have to do it. You yeah. know, they don't have to do that. Right. They don't have to go as big and hard, and they don't—they don't have to make that effort. They just don't. Yeah. but they do, and that's what keeps pushing it forward, and that's what has me so excited about this phase.
2: Well, and and I, I feel like I say this all the time, but these series are are, are are the comic books now. Like, the movies mm-hmm. were comic books, but, like, these are, like, those eight-issue, you know, series, you know, like, and, like, they could, exactly. they could divert and go into these subjects and go deeper than they never could in a movie because you need the time. Uh, to yeah. really get into it and that's what's the most fascinating part about it it's just a it's just not like oh you know here's a guy and he then he has a injects himself and then he turns into a ball of fire and it's over in an hour and 40 Peter minutes ass. that's yeah. you know? li- that's
0: exact dialogue too taken from a script yeah yeah that was no, that was yeah it's perfect for ex- like there was there they i mean who know who'd never say never but i don't think we were ever going to see a red white and black movie anytime soon mm-hmm. but for a show to involve some of that material and to use it to, to as part of a larger story, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And that's where I think you're right, Matt, is that in this in this televised way, um and you said this about Wandavision too. Yeah. It it almost relates more to that ongoing comic arc than than a movie does. Right. And I think that's what's so and of and of course I don't know why that's surprising.
2: No, but but it, what's surprising is how well it transitions and works.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. And then we'll see. It's like how well they then take what they built up here into a movie. If we ever go and see a movie again, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll um we'll see a movie again. It'll be And
1: right. this is the perfect transition talking about what is coming next to get into the first episode. So we we open. With, of course, Sam Wilson running this great action mission alongside U.S. Air Force First Lieutenant Joaquin Torres, the beloved Danny Ramirez mm, at this point. Yeah. This kid beloved. is an immediate fan yeah. favorite. I say kid. Yeah. He's older than me.
4: But,
0: <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I uh, think he should him as the kid. I believe he's 67. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and
1: truly, fans just grab on to random characters that Marvel probably doesn't expect them to. Yeah. And he certainly was one of them. Yeah. So we get this action sequence. Sam is flying and swooping and fighting his way to stop. Uh, once again, Georges Batroc. Georges Batroc. I'm bad at French. Georges Ooh. Batroc. I just
0: call him Batroc the Leaper. Uh,
1: Batroc, I know you do. Yeah. But played by <laughs> Georges St-Pierre. <laughs> of course you know that. <laughs> I know that.
0: No, jo- jo- Georges St-Pierre as Batroc the Leaper.
1: Georges St-Pierre, uh, who, who is a professional fighter in real life. And who we originally met during Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and is the pirate that Steve's ends up fighting. So it's kind of perfect that uh, yeah. Sam Wilson, the first baddie that he is fighting, is George Saint Pierre.
0: Yeah, he's like still in the trail these guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I love that he was actually leaping, but from plane to plane. In this, it's <laughs> he's still the leaper, but it's okay. Well, he's not just gonna leap like Frog Lady. Yeah. He's like leaping from. It was very cool.
1: And it's my favorite thing that these these. Dorks think that they can escape while in a flying position in little squirrel suits that they think that they can run away from a guy with wings with like <laughs> yeah. jetpack wings. That's absolutely hilarious to me. Uh, and they're escaping yeah. with hostages across the Tunisian border, and Sam has to stop them before that happens. Obviously, he does because he's a he's a big damn hero. And we learned that Sam and our buddy. Joaquin have been working together for a while, basically since in game, so about for six months, which mm. is which is what we're uh, we're getting. The I don't think it's ever fully confirmed, but you get the impression that they've been working together for a while. They have a really good back and forth. Uh, we learn that Sam speaks Arabic, uh, and the world just falls in love with Joaquin immediately. Cut to Sam giving up the shield that Steve gave him, gave him at the end of Endgame. Uh, he is not ready to take on this responsibility, even though we really want him to be ready. But that's not what this is about. This is a transition story. And we get a cameo from Rhodey, played by the wonderful Don Cheadle, at the Cap Museum exhibit. And the two of them have a chit-chat. And I couldn't help think the entire time watching this. that so This is basically this is the chosen successor to Captain America and the honorary but not full successor to Iron Man having yeah. a conversation together, yep. mm-hmm. and it's just it feels like a brand new. This is the new era of of the Avengers, right? Yeah. Here. I, I yep. was I was
0: watching them. I was wondering if they if we'd ever ever had a scene with the two of them before.
1: Definitely not talking.
2: Well, Falcon shoots yeah. down Rhodey in Civil War. That's
1: like true. So, like they had a lot and of beef. And I think to get the over. two of them have yeah, a moment in Age of Ultron when they're talking together at the party at the top of the at the top of the uh, movie. They've been kept pretty separate, so it's nice to see the two of them vibe together. But we learn that Sam's going to go back home, going home to Delacroix, Louisiana, where we meet his wonderful sister, Sarah, played by Adepera Oduye, and his nephews, AJ and Cass, who are the cutest little beans on the face of the planet. (laughs) And we learn that Sam comes from this working class family. They own a fishing business. And just as he's unwilling, I couldn't stop thinking about this while he is talking to his sister Sarah about all of his endeavors in life. He is afraid that she feels that he abandoned them when he Mm -hmm. went off, when he joined the military. And he kind of left her behind. She didn't get snapped, but he did. And so for five years, she was running the family's business and it was going into the ground. Their parents weren't around. And so now Sam is dealing with this past and not being able to let go of his family's legacy and move on just as he's struggling. With moving on with the Cap legacy and making something new of it, so he's holding on to the past a little bit too hard.
0: Symbolized by a boat, which I'm sure you loved, Matt.
2: Oh, I love
1: boats. Yeah, I was waiting where we we're going to get to that. May you know. May I? May I just say many boats,
0: many boats, many boats. Incredible. Love me a good boat. And, and I also like Caitlin, in this whole <laughs> we, so, real. Do you? <laughs> I do. I do. Love me a good boat. In this whole this whole exchange about re, like real life for for an Avenger, how they really don't get paid no and even when he's not even avenging it right now he's working for the armed services and they're not really paying him much
1: yeah and so you kind of see you get this idea of the avengers in a post tony stark world because i mean there's that quip that uh you know tony makes in i believe it's age of ultron where he's like labs all set up boss
0: oh actually he's the boss i just pay for everything
2: and design everything and make everyone look cooler yeah. But
1: actually, yeah. realistically, Tony did pay probably for somebody has got to get Pepper Potts <laughs>
2: on the line. And uh, no get kidding. Get these guys unionized <laughs> or something. Truly. Because this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> pay the Avengers.
0: Come on. The way you somebody's got to get Pepper Potts
2: on the line. Listen, I'm going to check my LinkedIn. I think I know Happy Hogan. Right. Maybe I can make a connection. I don't know.
1: So, I mean, that that's a good point. That I was going to bring that up. They can't even they, they need a loan to help fix their boat so that they yep. can sell it at the very least and move on so that Sarah isn't stuck with this while Sam is out saving the world because he's mm-hmm. a big damn hero. And they can't even get a basic bank loan from their local bank, even with Sam's Avengers status. And yeah. immediately we get into all of these discussions where Sarah and Sam kind of get this idea that you're not giving this to us because uh, because we're black. That's really what it comes down to. It, yeah. They immediately bring up the systemic racism that keeps down so many people of color in the country, and they do not shy away from it from the first episode, and it's wonderful.
2: Yeah, and it just also shows you that no one's immune from it either. Like you could be the Falcon, you
1: could be the you could be the the you could be Captain America's. Yeah. Well, he doesn't like to be called the sidekick because he's his best friend. He's his partner.
0: Well, that's – I mean, how many – what is it? In the next episode, he gets pulled over by cops? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. if, and it's only because they recognize him yeah. and start fanboying over him mm-hmm. yep. and realize that he is a big damn hero?
1: Yep. After Bucky points out, hey – The white man points out. Do you know Um, who this is?
0: Excuse me. Do you have any? And they're like, Oh my god! And then they all they pretty don't they ask for his autograph or something? You're not just any black man on the street. Like screw you. It's like, oh, we're sorry. If it was any other black, it's like find another black guy for us to put in the car. You know, it's it's, anyone will do that. They put stuff like that in this show, and that's just the the, just the tip of where they end up going. But even something like that for this show, I I wasn't expecting them to do. And it's, it's it's wonderful that Disney's doing it. It's horrible for the characters and the real world mm-hmm. that that's an honest reflection of what goes on. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's great that the show is... You know what it's doing? It's starting a conversation that wouldn't have been happening otherwise. Yeah.
1: We get all of this very real world issues that Sim is dealing with now. Not only is he a superhero, he also has family business to take care of in this small town. Cut to Bucky Barnes, uh, played by Sebastian Stan. And we see that he is having horrendous flashback nightmares of his time as the Winter Soldier. So while uh, Shuri fixed him in Wakanda, while he has been deprogrammed, he's still living with all of these horrible memories of the crimes that he committed. The assassinations, the, the violence. And now he's having to live with that as a person. And the PTSD is real. And a lot of it comes through in these horrible nightmares that he has. And we learn that he... Has been pardoned officially by the U.S. government for his crimes because it was not actually his fault. But the caveat is that he goes to therapy. So we get Bucky in therapy with a not great therapist, in my opinion. Yeah. Ooh. But he does need a little bit of tough love. Yeah. And she has him making amends to the people that he once wronged as the Winter Soldier. And so throughout the entire series, this episode is obviously setting up everything for both of these characters. We get Bucky writing down all of the names in a little notebook that we later learn is the same notebook that Steve used when he first came back, and he wrote all of his pop culture references in it. Meanwhile... Bucky is writing down all of the people that he wronged as the Winter Soldier and slowly crossing them off.
0: It's a much darker book.
1: Slightly.
0: <laughs> the book takes a dark turn halfway through.
1: Like the first half of it is Steve being
0: like, I should watch I should watch Star Wars and Trek? I yes. don't know. Star Wars is fun. This song is good. I killed these people. I killed these people and now I feel bad about it. He's <laughs> like, uh, murder this guy. Uh, yeah. listen murder to this, his son. Uh, album. I ripped this guy's tongue out and yeah. laughed it. About
1: it. So we see Bucky uh, going and confronting the people that he once wronged or that he helped put into power corrupt people.
3: I'm no longer the winter soldier. I'm James Bucky Barnes, and you're part of my efforts to make amends.
1: Basically, he gives them a creepy smile and it's like, have a nice day. And then he arrests them or has the police arrest them. <laughs> yeah. And it's it is. A very interesting turn. It's wonderful that Bucky is finally in therapy. We're acknowledging the therapy exists in the MCU. Thank you, <laughs> Jesus. So we we see that Bucky's in therapy, but he's kind of phoning it in, you know?
0: Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He's doing it to make himself feel better. He's doing
1: it to feel better, and we'll, we'll get into that. He's not doing the work.
0: Even though mm-hmm. I feel bad, because it's not, I mean- It's not
1: an easy, he's not an easy thing.
0: Not, no, but also- it's like, dude, you were kidnapped, experimented on, and brainwashed. Yeah. It's like, you didn't want to kill these people. It's not like you did it for profit or something. You were used. So in a way, I, I kind of get where I feel really bad for him because he's making amends for something he did when he really wasn't himself.
1: But mm-hmm. he's that good that he still fe- And you still have the memories of that. You still yeah. feel... That in your bones,
0: he he remembers everything, and I'll tell you, and I'll and this is gonna have this happens a couple times with this show. I've always liked Bucky. I've liked Bucky just fine. Yeah, and I know that that I, I know Caitlin, you absolutely love Bucky. Yeah, you love Bucky. You're and you're a Sebastian Stan. Indeed. I indeed. I've liked Bucky. I've thought he was he was he was good, but this show. Made me love him. This is the
1: first time he's given a personality. Yeah,
0: yeah, I loved him. And it wasn't just because he finally got a haircut. I love Bucky Barnes now. Yeah. I love, I understand him.
1: Welcome, welcome to the, welcome to the club.
0: Yeah. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of what you're always talking about, Matt, is that, and you both do, really, there's this room to breathe yeah. with him. And finally, it's not just, he's not defined by Steve being obsessed with their relationship anymore. It's just him. Bucky yep. without Steve yeah. just as it is with Sam Steve's on the moon or gone he's not here so who are they without him and he's awesome yeah and he, he has this friend who asks a waitress out and he's you know he's he's also, I'm like, you You look like that. You know you could ask this girl out. That's the one thing I didn't buy. I was like, come on. Well, that that's my favorite part of
4: Bucky
2: kind of emerging back into himself. Is cause, we
1: get 40s Bucky again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 When you
2: first meet him, he's all like, like hip, suave Bucky, you know, like yep. taking out all the girls. And he's like slowly
0: starting to become that guy again. And I like that Bucky. That's my he's favorite Bucky. He's a smooth
2: talker. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded some some 40s slang in <laughs> there. Hey, other bee's knees, girl. You want to go out for us? It's like, <laughs> hey, hey, here's a Nathan's hot dog and ride the cyclone. Yeah. <laughs> How about a soda pop? Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's been a long, long time. Put on your wolf mask, because that's going to make you howl. Oh, <laughs> Hey, Bucky Bond's the name. Silver Arm's the game. Oh, okay, right, yeah, Caitlin, sorry. We're, we're even getting, as, so even as the
1: host, I can't even <laughs> keep you all under control. Okay, anyway. Yes, yeah, so
2: anyway, Caitlin, go.
4: So we... <laughs>
1: So uh, we well, thank you, uh, Brian, for bringing up that he has a he has a friend that we learn by the end of the episode, a very heartbreaking way, his buddy Yuri, who we kind of originally think that he's going on these uh, these lunch dates with his bestie because he is around the same age. They have similar life experiences, So there's kind of this expectancy that, oh, maybe he just wants to hang out with like a, an older person who has similar you know um, life experiences. And Yuri gets him this date with this really pretty waitress and Bucky shows up. They have a fun time. Bucky brings our flowers and it's very old fashioned, which she notes and he gets all flustered by. And we soon realize that once Bucky runs out of this date because of his trauma, uh, that the reason that he's spending time with Yuri is because he is attempting to make amends because one of the people that Bucky killed while he was the Winter Soldier was Yuri's son. Wow. And Yuri doesn't yeah. know how his son died and yeah. Bucky doesn't know how to tell him how he died. So okay. he's just spending time with Yuri to try and make himself feel better and it's obviously not working. And it breaks my damn heart. Ah, it's
0: heartbreaking. It's yeah, heartbreaking. It's it's rough.
1: It's really rough. It's not good. It's not good. We will return to Yuri though. <laughs> and we meet uh the flag smashers in this episode as well. This episode is just like they're like yeah, Here's they, they, they,
0: they, oh, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot. There's so much Enfysness 2.0.
1: Yep, yep. The Flag Smashers, Carly Morgenthau, who is played by the wonderful Aaron Kellerman, um, who our listeners will know as Enfysness from Solo, A Star Wars Story.
0: Yeah, how about that?
3: You must have known you'd see me again. It's counting on it. There's
0: a lesson to be learned here. <laughs> Sorry. We,
1: we 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 learned that the Flag Smashers are a terrorist group who want to absolve the world of borders uh, and bring it back to how it was post-Blip in that five years where there really were no borders, where everyone was kind of just free to go as they please and do as they please. One world, one people, etc., etc. They use an app because they're cool, modern bad guys. Yeah. Uh, and Taurus gets injured while tracking them down and trying to follow them around. They rob a bang in Switzerland, and we learn, because one of them smashes Taurus across the face, that they're super soldiers. Which Torres calls Sam to tell him, and that's when, at the same time, the U.S. government drops a bomb on both Sam and Bucky's lives by announcing on a live newscast that they have chosen a new Captain America. His name is John Walker, played by Wyatt Russell, and he looks silly as hell in Captain America.
3: (laughs) It is with great honor that we announce here today that the United States of America has a new hero. Join me in welcoming your new Captain America. Because
0: this isn't a visual, this is a podcast and it's an oral experience, I'm going to try and convey to me what he looks like oh boy. <laughs> through sound.
1: Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: God. He's like if they made Toro Calican Captain America. I definitely got more of like a do 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 like
4: kind of. <laughs> 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 All right,
2: Caitlin, please, please continue.
1: <laughs> oh, so that's that's the end of this episode, and we see Sam's reaction to it. In the next episode, we will see Bucky's initial reaction to it. But yes or no question? I don't want any context whatsoever from either of you. Yes or no? The U.S. government. Taps into this podcast right now and offers each of you the chance to be Captain
2: America. Would you take it? Quick question. With super serum or not?
1: That's a good question. We're going to go with what John Walker had, yeah. which we will soon learn that John Walker is a normal human person. Yeah.
2: I'm going to say no, but I'm also, okay. if I'm if I'm John Walker, maybe, because I think you've got to be crazy and he's crazy. Yeah. But you yourself.
0: Me, myself. Matt Romano. No,
2: not without the super serum. I'm going to throw that shield and that's crazy. Crazy. Okay. I mean, the costume's cool.
0: That's the reason why you're saying no. I just can't do the
2: job. I just can't do the job. I could do all the personal uh, appearances. I could do the interviews. I could be, you know, I can go on the late show, you know. But I, I can't like go into action with the shield or anything.
0: That's crazy.
1: So, Brian, there's more context that I need to map. But thank Sorry, you, I need Brian.
4: No
0: <laughs> Specifically ask for no context. Sorry. How about some okay. context? <laughs> My answer for the record, without context, for without any context at all no absolutely not
1: amazing we're Perfect. all on the same but bo- we're on the same Perfect. boat here so episode 2 guys that was one episode wow. that was one
0: episode one episode
1: down here got a medal up episode 2 <laughs> entitled the star spangled man we finally learned something oh. about john walker
0: they they bastardized that song oh, oh man it's like they i am sorry to go on this rant and i'll i'll keep it really short and sweet su- not sweet cuz it sucks oh, boy. but <laughs>
1: I was waiting. I knew this is yeah. gonna be a thing. So. You
0: you know I you know yeah. how much I love that song. You know how much I love the first Avenger and the first The Star Spangled Man with a Plan yeah. is the yeah. song yeah. that you're talking yeah. about. Specifically. The Star Spangled Man with a plan. And it's not enough to just it's you have that you have that census at the ready, that that chin motherfucker Turn around in that suit and give that smug grin. And now you're going to his high school and you have a whole band and you're bat and you're playing that song. You're, oh, you're, all right, you're playing all right. the you're bas- Hey, you're bastardizing the Mankin brilliance for this chin swag. Hey. Oh. It's not he's not is he a
2: chin swag yet? I at don't this think point,
0: yeah. At this point, yes. And yes, I yes, he does. Kinda of trying to do his best at this point, you know?
2: I, I think I think no
0: one was more.
1: I have never seen a character more instantly hated yeah, for yeah. being on this. screen for five him. seconds at the end <laughs> of an episode than I did, than people reacted to John Walker. Yeah.
3: Good morning, America.
1: Caitlin, you hated him too. Oh, and I hated him. And I think and this here's the thing too, is that there's there's two parts to this. Yep. The first part being that anyone who has read the comics knows who John Walker is. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know the story that we're getting yeah. into. The second part is that since there's already this come in and now he's pretending to be Captain America. Yeah, yeah, and, and come Who on. Are you? And
2: in and, and the most beloved Avenger, like I yes. mean, you know, everybody loves Captain America. Everybody loves Chris Evans. So like real world, fake
0: world, everybody was mad. And
1: Steve Rogers didn't choose him. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: They wanted they it was intentional. I think they wanted to make us as yeah, they, wanted, they wanted, wanted to make us, us mad. To yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, they wanted to make him a Walter Peck
3: I want to know more about what you do here
0: they wanted us to have that reaction yeah and props to to Wyatt Russell for because he did such a good job at making us hate him. Oh, he's wonderful. Hate him, yeah. And it's kind of a thankless role in that way. Yeah. Because, man, he is hated. Yeah.
1: People who haven't made the connection yet, Wyatt Russell is uh, is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. Yep. And he looks like a perfect mix between the two of them. Yep.
0: So U.S. agent is son of Ego, the living planet. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. At the top of the episode, we, we don't start with Sam or Bucky. We learn a little bit about John Walker. We learn he's a decorated soldier, that he- has some nerves, understandably, about taking on this mantle. That's kind of a it's kind of a big deal, you know, yeah. you're being Captain America. And he gets a pep talk and we meet his wife, Olivia. Uh, who's played by Gabriel Benlos, mm-hmm. and his best friend and partner Lamar Hoskins, who's played by Clay Bennett, mm-hmm. and he runs out, and the nerves disappear as soon as he turns on the charm and he puts on his 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 big old grin, yeah. uh, his please, big boy next do door a- grin for the cameras.
0: Please do air quotes when you say charm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's there's a lot of smarm there. There's yeah. a lot of smarm. It's, a smarm there. Smarm. it's yeah. not but charm.
0: It's, it's smarm.
1: But it's it's think about. I, I try to put this in the context of real life. You know, that's that he's a celebrity. They've celebritized cap in a way that yeah. Steve Rogers was never comfortable with. And John Walker feels as though he needs to have this this air about him that is very it's very celeb it's very celebratory it's blah blah blah.
0: That's true when Steve is selling the 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 war bonds in that He's sequence for example the punch fake punching Adolf Hitler however many times lifting the big bike up he would love that part of it. And yeah. in, in this was probably being like Matt you were saying being on the late show yeah. cutting the ribbon at new zoos, yeah. things like that, doing all that exactly. stuff that Steve Petting never really liked because yeah. he wanted to be of service. John Walker, less so.
2: Is it really interesting too if you think about propaganda in the forties and propaganda now in the twenty twenties? And
1: that was know. one of my favorite. Thank you for bringing that up. Please continue. I want to. I want to
2: talk about. Yeah, that. no, no. Yeah, no see no, where please. this is going. Yeah, yeah. Because because you have the propaganda in the forties where like it's all about service and and all all he wants to do is serve and like the, all the show stuff he hates. In 2020, it's flipped. And like in the social media era, all the guy wants to do is all like the, the fun stuff, the promotional stuff. But he doesn't really, I mean, he wants to serve, but not not really. Like he's more into the other side of Captain America.
1: He's, he's more into the, I think he's more comfortable with that other side of Captain America. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't think he, I think that, that shiny surface level stuff is easy. Mm-hmm. And then once you get into the the heat of battle, which he soon, learn, soon learns throughout the entire series, that becomes a lot more complicated yes. very quickly.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's hard to be Captain America. It's <laughs> it's
1: hard. Yeah. We're shocked. Yeah. One thing I, I I
0: think I should make clear is that some something that i failed to failed to grasp a lot when thinking about John Walker because he's very, really easy to hate and really really easy for me to sneer at, but he is a veteran. He's a mm-hmm. decorated veteran. He did go out and do something that I personally don't think I will ever have the courage to do and put his life on the line for the for his country. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in the show that leads us to think he was bad or right. a soldier no. that abused that power. He was decorated and went and, and fought with, with bravery to the point where his best friend is with him on that. And he comes back. And this is what the government does with him. Yeah. This is they use him up. They put a suit on him, and then once they're done, they toss him aside. Where and he's like, "You made me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. But so he's easy for to to you know chuckle and for me to sneer at. But the, but those things shouldn't as a larger look at how the government deals with veterans, which is poorly and everything. Oh yeah. He's you you've been saying for a week now, Matt, that he's morally gray.
2: He's absolutely morally gray. Yeah. Yeah. You know that from the start.
0: Thinking the more and more I think I thought about it, you know, I think you're you're dead on mm-hmm. with, with that. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. After
1: our uh our John Walker extravaganza mm-hmm. we cut to Sam and Bucky, they're together again. Bucky has found Sam while they're gearing up to go to Berlin on a mission. Psst. Mm-hmm he, uh, has seen must be Tuesday. <laughs> he it must be Tuesday. He has seen his longtime best friend's shield and the symbol that he stood for handed over to some random dude on television when his best friend originally picked this other guy, Sam, to carry it. Mm-hmm. Why did Sam do this? And he blames him for it immediately, mm-hmm. because nuance is lost a little bit on Bucky right now. And we know that Bucky's been ignoring Sam's phone calls. And of course, this is the thing that gets the two of them together is when they're angry at each other, because yeah. that is their entire relationship is that they just bicker with each other, which is fantastic.
0: Oh, uh, the banter is is the banter is wonderful. Is and this is where we get a. the
1: this is where we get the Lord of the Rings scene. This is where we get kind of that first back and forth, which is. Mwah.
3: I have a feeling they might be a part of the big three. What big three? The big three. What big three? Androids, aliens, and wizards. That's not a thing. That, that's definitely a thing. No, it's not. So every time we fight, we fight one of the three. So who are you fighting now, Gandalf? How do you know about Gandalf? I read The Hobbit.
0: Technically, Caitlin, it's a Hobbit scene. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. It is.
1: It is. You're correct. A Tolkien scene, <laughs> Tolkien. if you will. Tolkien. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.
2: Technically, it's Tolkien. Yeah. Okay, all right.
1: So, we learn the Bucky's a giant nerd. Bucky is a giant nerd for two very specific reasons. Nerd obviously being a very large umbrella that we're going for here. The first thing that we see Bucky do is be really excited about going and seeing the Stark Expo. Mm -hmm. He's excited to see all of this newfangled technology, to see all of this. He's genuinely excited about it. You see him look back at Steve in that scene, just being like, whoa, this is so cool. He's amazed by it. Obviously, that implies a love for science fiction. That's when a large, this part of the, of history was when a lot of very popular science fiction was beginning to take off. So it's theorized that Bucky was a big fan of that. Then you bring in the Hobbit stuff that that was something that he sought out at the time specifically because in 1937, it was very difficult in the United States to find a copy of the Hobbit specifically because English publishing, etc., etc. So Bucky had to seek out this novel to actually find it. Ah,
2: wow, that's amazing. Thank you.
0: I was expecting the second one, but I didn't expect you to say the first one. No,
2: it kind of blows my mind. You know, I really didn't think about it like that. That's great. Well then, sound it, Matt. Mind blown.
1: Hey. (laughs) My obsession comes through once again. Yeah. So so Bucky goes with Sam and Taurus uh, to Berlin to stop the Flag Smashers and their leader, Carly, uh, who... I don't think we've noticed noted this. She's a spin on Carl Morgenthau, who's the original flag smasher from the comics, Mm. who has a very complicated history. And we're not going to get completely into it right now because there's too much for me to unpack. And there's a lot still going on left in the series. Mm. But she is a she is a a revamped version of that character. And they are stealing some medication. So Sam and Bucky track them down. There's more great banter. Uh, Bucky explains that the Wakandans called him the White Wolf. Uh, which Bucky doesn't really know what to do with. Bucky still hates Red Wing, Sam's little flying machine bird yeah. thing. And uh, they engage in this great set piece on top of uh, some moving semi-trucks. This this whole scene is fantastic. This is when we Sam and Bucky finally realize that these are all super soldiers that they're fighting. So the two of them get their butts handed to them.
3: Hello, girl, kick your ass.
1: They're not expecting to have to be dealing with all super soldiers the entire time. And then that's when John Walker and Lamar Hoskins show up, cause more trouble than they're worth. Lamar is the most charming dude in the entire world. I absolutely adore him. And John Walker does not deserve his friendship.
0: (laughs) Not, not even no. a little. But bit.
1: But they come crashing in, and after the four of them lose inevitably to the Flag Smashers, John does offer a place on his team to Sam and Bucky, who are very, very not interested yeah, no, in no,
2: teaming no. Like, up. Excuse with me, we're Avengers. Thank you. You're,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: you're both sidekicks. Why don't you come and be my sidekicks two and three? Here's my main <laughs>
3: sidekick.
1: Bucky and Sam fought Thanos, dude. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly,
3: yeah. exactly. It'd be a whole lot easier if I had Cap's wingmen on my side. <laughs> It's always that last line.
0: Characters on this show just have a talent for saying the worst thing yeah. at the worst moment. And that I was like, that was the wrong thing to say. And they just flat out get out of the car.
1: It makes me so happy that the thing that sets Bucky off, is, the thing that sets Sam off is the, him being called sidekicks. The thing that sets Bucky off is the fact that Lamar is called Battlestar.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He hates it that yeah. much. Yeah.
1: He's like, I'm done with this. Yeah. This is
3: ridiculous. <laughs> I see a guy hanging out of a helicopter in tactical gear. I need a lot more than Lamar Hoskins. I'm uh, John Speiner. Battlestar? Stop the car! It's
0: a cool name. Well, that's an actual comics character though, Battlestar, right? It is, yeah. I, I had no I had no idea until I was this was on there were so many references. I'm like, that's gotta be oh something. Oh my god, the,
1: there's so many deep cuts, all of it. It's glorious. Cut to another deep cut. Not necessarily a deep cut, but for many people who haven't read the comics, another deep cut. Bucky kind of realizes that, okay, so Steve gave the shield to this black man who's having some complicated thoughts about whether or not he should have taken up the shield. I know another black dude from back in the day who also had the serum injected and was a super soldier. Maybe I should introduce him and like yeah. let him know that this is a thing. Yeah. This is all to say that we... Meet Isaiah Bradley, who's played by the wonderful Carl Lumley, and we learn a little bit out of his history, that he was the first black Captain America in a way, and a super soldier who was forcibly, not forcibly, but unknown, he was. He did not know that he was going to be injected with the super ser- super soldier serum, say that. Three Times fast, yeah. and that's not a challenge, Brian. I can see, yeah, you, doing Brian, it you don't have your to head do it. right now,
0: yeah, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> matter because I couldn't do it. Uh,
1: so we, uh, we learn a little bit about this about the tragedy of, of his service, and then we learn that when he did what he was supposed to do, and then when he ended up saving all of his fellow soldiers, similar to the way that Steve saved his fellow soldiers in Captain America the first Avenger, he went behind enemy lines and saved them and brought them back. Steve was heralded as a hero. Isaiah was then locked away, experimented on, poked, prodded, and Mm. kept that way for decades. And to escape, he had to be declared dead so that the U.S. government would leave him alone. And now he is living in a small house with his grandson, and he wants to be left alone. He is so angry that Sam and Bucky have come to his house, we learned that Bucky once fought him back in the day. So he's not super keen on this dude who was once the Winter Soldier.
3: Sam, this is Isaiah. He was a hero. One of the ones that Hydra feared the most, like Steve. We uh, met in 51.
0: If I met you mean I whooped your ass, then yeah.
1: But he especially does not understand why they would want him to tell his story. And who could possibly blame him? He wants to be left alone. Just leave him alone.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, and another part of that that was that was so horrifying yet not surprising is that they wanted to take out. They didn't want him to go and save his his fellow test subjects and everything because that yeah. was evidence. He's like the government thought of not as people as evidence.
1: They were gonna bo- They were gonna bomb. The, the jail yeah. to kill all of them rather than let them live. To
0: get, to get rid yeah. of the evidence, to hide what we're doing.
1: And it was a bunch of other black men that they had experimented on.
0: Yeah, and it's like, because they're not actually people. Yeah. That's just evidence. And he rejected that, of course. And and so it's in, when I saw that, it's like not exactly what Steve did, but I guarantee you, you're right. If Steve Rogers had done that, had done the exact same thing with, with those test subjects, with those black men, he would have been hailed a hero just like he was in, in First Avenger. Um, and it's, it's, it's horrifying. And that's, that's, I like that all of the, gov- the government screw ups in this, the government being horrible in this is not because they were infiltrated by Hydra. It's just because they're horrible. And that's a, a key, something a couple people have noted that is never the case in the MCU. And I would say, so I, Iron Man three full had the vice president implicated in the plot, but also I'd say this show doesn't None of it's because they're infiltrated.
1: It's it's the further erasure of black history, um, which is something that, that Sam is understandably angry about. As soon as they leave, he's so mad about it. He says, did Steve know about this? Did you know? Why didn't you tell me about this? And as they're walking away from Isaiah's house, this is when, as we mentioned, they're pulled over by a couple cops because the two of them are arguing in the street and they're two very large men and they're screaming at each other in a neighborhood. And so these cops pull up and they, rather than... Bucky was yelling just as much as Sam, but they go up to Sam immediately, ask for his ID, hassle him. And that's when Bucky says, do you know who you're talking to right here? Leave him alone. And that's when they say, oh, my God, you're Sam Wilson. You're a hero. I'm so sorry. You're not just they don't say this, but it's you're not just some random black guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll f- we'll go find another one. We're sorry, Mister Avenger.
1: Right, and so so they they pull them over. They're about to be okay, but then they arrest Bucky because it turns out that he misses court-mandated therapy. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> such a <laughs> weird yeah. swerve.
1: So they're taken into custody. Sam goes with him. Uh, his oh oh, oh yeah, yes. his and, his therapist, Doctor Raynor, is there. Um, and she says, okay, we're going to have an emergency session right now. You missed therapy. Come with me. And she tells Sam, you're coming with us. So she puts the two of them through a couples therapy session. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite things in the entire world and also <laughs> breaks my heart. And uh, the two of, she basically asks them to describe what irritates each of them about the other.
3: All right, look, Dr. Rainer, I get it why you want me to talk to Freaky Magoo over here but I'm 100% fine.
1: Not to get too much into it, but we've learned they're both in a lot of pain and we learned that they are unwilling to listen to each other right now. They are just saying, okay, we're going to f- fix this problem because we were both friends of Steve. We're going to let it go. And then once we're done with this, we're never going to see each other again. It yeah. doesn't matter. I don't like
3: you. Yeah, Thanks, Doc, for making it weird. I feel much better. If I had one
0: one big, and it's a missed opportunity, I think for me, for myself only, I would have loved about five to 10 minutes of this therapy session <laughs> session at the at the beginning of all six episodes i was like that this was the only bit of it we got i could watch like like in, in if the show the entire rest of the show was therapy sessions oh, yeah. with them it would and have been the two worthy. of them
1: scooting together so close that their legs interlocked that wasn't in the script that was that was uh mackie and stan like messing around and just (laughs) doing that to the two of them. Because their dynamic is
2: just magical. It's wonderful. It's time for the soul gazing exercise. I like this one. Thank you for I
3: love this. I mean, I'm ready to turn around around, face face each other. You should really enjoy this. Um, I'm going to. I know you are. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The two of them storm out. The doctor lets them for obvious reasons because they're very not okay. And they got other stuff going
0: on. She's like, I call that another successful session in the life of Dr. Rainer. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Thanks, Doc. That was great. John Walker shows up again yeah. to bounce them out of out of prison, uh, tries to get Sam and Bucky to join them. They refuse them again like the smart boys that they are. And this is when they come up with the genius idea, or rather, Bucky comes up with the idea that there's one person who knows more about super soldiers than anyone in the world, and he's tried to kill me multiple times. And that would be Helmut Zemo, played by Daniel Brühl. Yeah. So they decide that they are going to go to prison to visit Zemo. Awesome. Question for Matt at the end of this episode. Yeah. Because I I want to talk a little bit about John Walker. Hit me. Because you have, I I love talking about the morally gray areas of John Walker, because there's this idea in my mind, at least, and I want to know your thoughts on it, that John Walker has always been this representation of... How America actually is. Mm-hmm. Steve Rogers is what America thinks it is. Mm-hmm. and Sam Wilson is what it could be oh, in my mind, yeah. so John Walker is he often tries to do the right thing for the wrong reasons and in the wrong way. yeah, and I want to know what you think about that portrayal of his character in this
2: series. Oh, man. I mean, there, there's so many ways you can go with it. He's a tough character because, you know, his baggage isn't his, isn't his fault. Like, he he's inherently trying to do good. But he's yep. just hurtled with the past, all these problems that are really beyond him. Like, he's kind of just burdened with everything that's kind of brought him to this moment in time. And that's very much an analogy for, I think, America today. Like, America's a little beat up and bruised. And I think... At its core, America is still good and John Walker is still good. It's mm. just that he's kind of bruised up. And uh, and I think as we'll talk about later, you know, he's uh, he's America today, but he's not beyond redemption. Yeah. You hope. You, you hope, hope he's not. You hope he's not. Yeah. Like there's signs there that like, you know, maybe he can turn this around. Maybe he can be good. And maybe he can be that like that version of America that Steve Rogers was. But yeah. You know, he's not there yet. He's got a long way to go. But I think a there's like way. a little flickering of uh, of light there. You a know? little, a little
1: light in the darkness. Yeah, exactly.
2: There. Brian hates that.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't, and I get it. It's just, it's just, it's rough. It's rough because he's the he's the America that slams him against the wall and says, "Don't you know who yeah. I am?" He's like, of all the white privilege going on in the show, he's the embodiment yeah. of it.
2: Listen, I'm not trying to like ma- tell you that he's a he's a good guy. I'm just trying to say that he's morally gray. <laughs> you know? John like, Walker
1: has always been this morally gray character. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I got
2: Batman you. throws I got people you. in the walls yeah. and breaks heads. I mean, depending on what verse you're in, but, you know. yeah. If
0: you're trying to excuse <laughs> anyway, what happens yeah, later, yeah, yeah. I'm right not here. buying no, that. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not buying Caleb, that. Please. So. <laughs> Stop <laughs> hiding behind Caitlin, Matt. No, really. Keep battles. going. A lot of show here. A lot of show. We we. Okay, oh God. <laughs> episode
1: three: go. The Power Broker.
0: Yeah, Madripoor.
1: Bucky goes to see Zemo by himself, which Sam thinks is a horrible idea. The two of them kind of go a little bit back and forth. Zemo tries to reenact Bucky's programming as the Winter Soldier using all of his fancy. Russian words that I will never actually memorize.
0: <laughs> those days are over. I know. I just wanted to see how the new you reacts to the old words.
1: Eventually, though, Bucky does set the scene for Zemo to break himself out of prison. And then does that in a wonderful montage after Sam and Bucky are back together and we kind of see this very cool like oceans, oceans, nine, oceans, 10, (laughs) 11, whatever, 13,
2: whatever, 12,
1: 13, (laughs) what have you scene where Zemo just slips out of prison like it's no big deal. Uh, And Sam's not happy about it, but they do agree to let Zemo help them and basically be their sugar daddy for a while. As he flies them around the world and outfits them with clothes and, like. <laughs> yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah. He And he actually is he's a, a baron. baron. He's
1: rich He's rich as hell. Which
0: he's like, oh, by the way, I'm actually a Baron. And I love I'm that rich, they did that. by the way. That they made him an actual, so he really this he's whole baron time Zemo. has been Baron Zemo. He goes from like zero to
2: that. 60 in terms of like <laughs> his character. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. Zemo to 60. Zemo, Zemo was- 60. Oh,
0: I agree. I was like, eh, you can take him or leave him. And instantly in this, I'm like, one of the best characters in the whole And Zemo MCU. was <laughs>
1: another the other character in this other than Torres that the internet immediately grabbed yes. onto and said- Oh, you yeah. are the star. <laughs> You're the freaking star, Su- man. Yeah,
0: supplanted Torres. It's like, Torres who? <laughs> Look at him dance.
1: <laughs> so, uh, we, we get together. He flies them to Madripoor, which is an island and criminal sanctuary uh, where they'll find out more information about the super soldier serum and the flag smashers. So they meet up uh, with a criminal named Selby with Bucky having to pretend to be the Winter Soldier again and Sam impersonating Conrad Mack, a.k.a. the Smiling Tiger. Sam drinks snake guts and there's an excellent fight scene where Bucky has to pretend to be the Winter Soldier again and listen to everything that Zemo says. And then after getting called up to see Selby, they do learn that a man named Dr. Wilfred Nagel was hired by the power broker to recreate the Super Soldier Serum. So they goose him back and forth. They are eventually caught because Sarah calls and Sam has to pretend that his sister calling him is like some like (laughs) like underling, like bothering him with something. And his sister is not. No, no.
0: You'll (laughs) talk to me right now. Right now. Yeah. It's like, look, we've got boat business. (laughs) I don't care what you're doing.
1: So uh, we get a, a bit of a shootout for a second. And the three of them are. Saved by Sharon Carter, played by Emily Van Camp, who's alive and here and in Madripoor and selling black market art. Not pardoned,
2: not pardoned. Apparently
1: not pardoned either by the U.S. government. She Mm -hmm. helped in uh, Captain America Civil War. She helped Sam and Bucky and Steve get their gear back and escape the U.S. government. And now she's kind of just been living in shame and internationally for that entire time. Yeah. So, question for Brian. Okay. A lot of thoughts out there in the world about Sharon's time in this series. Um and personally, I'm still inclined to think that the writing around it was pretty messy, that it just was really disjointed and it felt crammed in there. But you do have I know that you have some thoughts about why it works, and I want us to unpack that a little bit.
0: I I don't know <laughs> They're genuine why it works I think I was more to it's an ar- What's an argument though? I'll give you yeah, I'll give you the argument And part of it is um, I, I think And this is taking what we actually find out later Because this episode is like Well who is the power broker? And but we can cut to It's like so many shady shots of Sharon and her phone It's like okay well It's probably her And then we find out it is And so she's this criminal And okay, all of a sudden Sharon Carter is a criminal and then they make her Agent Carter again and they give her the pardon and she walks off with this smile on her face like a boss in this suit and she says, okay, no more serum, but we have weapons and we have secrets now, so there's going to be something for everyone. So she's kind of done being ignored, done being forgotten, done being working for idiots and people and feckless people in government government that fails everybody and everything at every turn and ignores the pleas of people like Carly she's going to take things into her own hands so she's still the 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 character that said that quoted the the no you move speech in yeah. civil war except now she's not moving she's had it with well I mean who after this It's and there's some contention whether apparently somebody pointed out to me today that she did get blipped that she was on the list of, of people that got blipped, to which I say, that's just what she wanted you to, to think. <laughs> um, but whether she got blipped or not, she was done dirty. She was forgotten. The government, once you see them infiltrated by Hydra, you see the Sokovia Accords, you see all that. And then you see what the GRC is is pulling after the blip. And it's how many times is this failure and everything else. So no, I'm going to take it into my own hands now. I'm going to have this power And she's kind of who knows what her actual values and motivations are. We just know that she's doing it. And so I think from a certain point of view, it could also just be Emily Van Camp saying, okay, and Feige and Russo's, you want to ignore me? Well, now I'm now a I'm that guy. <laughs> um, there's just this meta level to it that I just think, it's it's okay, you, you don't really know what to do with this character.
1: Her personality has been everywhere. She hasn't had a role. They just fit her in wherever yeah. Yeah. they need a convenient plot device. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like she was probably going to be intended as... Steve's new love interest and then they decided not to
1: which in the comics works really well but I never think it was earned yeah. in the MCU yep. is my Agreed. take on that
0: yep. no and in the MCU you couldn't duplicate his his chemistry with Hayley Atwell you just couldn't and so they ultimately said why are we trying so instead of keeping her around as a spare love interest which I thought they were gonna do it's like hook her up with one of the two heroes um, which I'm glad they didn't
1: I think everyone was really scared that they were gonna hook her up with Bucky for a while ooh
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like so either that or at best she'd be, be like another Maria yeah. Hill and we already have a Maria Hill so we don't need that. What else are we going to do with her if they just reach in the hat and like, okay, secret criminal <laughs> mastermind. Like,
1: they threw it at a dartboard with a, a bunch of uh, words. <laughs> Madripoor. Yeah art thief yeah, black art market club enthusiast uh,
0: also criminal secret it can tie her into armor wars oh, and all power this stuff broker, power part broker, of it, that's fun yeah it's like so she's the power and she's going to decide who has it and who doesn't i'm like it's such a random virgins for this character and where she began that it's one of those weird things that and no it doesn't quite work and i think that's why i'm obsessed because
1: <laughs> it's it. like why did you do this
0: <laughs> to be honest and i also know it annoys the oh, hell annoys out of you. So much. And I just can't help <laughs> in those text chains. <laughs> Every time, just for everyone's, Sharon, con- just for for everyone's context,
1: in, in yeah. our we have a very, a very uh, active group text between the three of us. Yes. And most of Brian's responses to anything lately have just been a a different gif of Sharon Carter from,
0: <laughs> from the Falcon and the Winter Splinter. but Sharon, power broker yeah. Sharon Carter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the only it's thing. It's not that just he uses. you.
0: Yeah. It's I'm obsessed, and so i it's no. I, I think you're right, Caitlin, and that I think it it doesn't quite work, and I think we'll get pay further payoff later. I think of everyone here, she got short shrift yes. um, because it's just there just wasn't enough time. uh But I mean, I was glad she's here. I'm glad yeah. to see her, and I can't wait for Sharon Carter to get revenge on the U.S. Huh? government. There you go. um, I, see, I see what you did. There. Sorry, yeah. yeah. But it's all, it's all, I mean she could be in she could be in in the movie that I'm sure you'll get to she could be in Armor Wars and also a lot of people are just instantly she's thinking scroll. she's a scroll right it's like so put that in Secret Invasion Matt you're already saying
2: I was waiting I was waiting for you to finish so I could just say it she's a scroll It <laughs> doesn't a scroll. matter yeah, yeah, she's, nothing she's matters you the, just said just she's scroll uh, she scroll the whole time <laughs> there are two types there are two types of people
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess she's she's the final she one of the final scroll. five yeah, Cylons. Yeah, so, right. Anyway. We already got yeah. Battlestar in here.
1: Sharon invites. You're going to say, hey, who Go else ahead, is a Anyway. back to you. Sharon <laughs> invites them, the, 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 the boys, back to her black market party uh, <laughs> <laughs> where they learn that.
0: Her, her art thief black market clubbing <laughs> den of sin. Uh, that Dr. Nagel, <laughs> where Sharon Carter lives.
1: They, they learned that Dr. Nagel made twenty super soldier serums in total, um, and that Zemo rocks at Dance Dance Revolution,
0: which yes. you know. And I think Dr. Nagel also write wrote thirty five successful poems.
1: 100%. So the four of them, uh, Bucky, Sam, Zemo, and Sharon, head to the shipyards and find Dr. Nagel hiding away. So Zemo does end up killing him. To hide the serum secrets. Yeah. But
0: no- he hates this. He, he hates, hates super, super soldiers. soldiers. Yeah.
1: But yeah. not before they learn that Carly did steal the serums and that she has the rest of them. She has not made 20 super soldiers yet, which means that there is spare serum to be had.
2: Yeah. And this is the good serum that you just drink and you become a super soldier. No machines, no Or nothing. you inject yeah. and it's the, it's <laughs> yeah.
1: the, that's a good point. It's yeah. the super soldier serum that, that Nagel points out that, you know, it's not like Steve Rogers where all of a sudden you come big and yeah. buff and all this stuff. You, you don't look any different. You just drink it and suddenly you have superpowers. Yeah.
0: It's the good um, stuff. It, I mean, he, it, it does though. So if you're a dick, it makes you more of a dick. <laughs> we'll get into good, that. We'll get better. into that. You still, you still have to be a yeah. good We will deal man. with that. Yeah.
1: So... Right? All the okay. while, while this is going on, uh, a bunch of Magipur kim- criminals find them. And Sharon basically does all of the work to take all of the bad guys down. There's a, This is a great uh, fight choreography scene.
0: <laughs> One of them turns. It's like, wait, aren't you our boss? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: and uh, they do eventually escape after a very long action sequence. And Sam does promise to get Sharon a pardon from the U.S. government for her help. So, And Sam being Sam, we do trust him yeah. that he is going to be a man of his word. Yep.
0: He's like, I'm the one that remembers you're a person with right. Who like I,
1: I'm I'm Sam Wilson. Come on. Yep. Like look at yeah. look look into my eyes and tell me that I'm lying to you. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, all of this is happening, the flag smashers are busy bombing a GRC government facility, yeah. uh, which is the Global Repatriation Council, which is the group that is involved with figuring out what to do with all of the people that came back. After five years gone out of nowhere, and what to do with the people who have kind of just gone wherever they wanted to in those five years when different governments were breaking down, it's kind of the the weird geopolitical science of yeah. uh, a half the world disappearing and then reappearing after five years.
2: I mean, it's just fascinating. I know it's. Dark and horrible. No, when you really think about it, like every horrible thing, like you, I, I tend to go down like these like blip rabbit holes when I think about just like Same. the terrible scenarios that could have happened. But like I'm
1: sure, like the Earth started rebuilding itself, like yeah. like uh, it, it, pollution wasn't as bad, and then but the consequence of bringing everyone back.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you lose your wife in the blip, you get remarried, you have kids, and then your wife, your original wife is back, and then your whole family is just.
0: You know, it's it's wrecked, Insane. you know, I hadn't even th- I've never yeah, even like, thought you know. of something like that
1: of like of like the personal level the stuff, personal let alone level the stuff. geopolitical.
0: Yeah. See, I, I'm much more basic with the people that are like, what if you were flying on a plane and you got blipped?
2: I've thought about that so that much. That one blows
0: my mind. And you <laughs> yeah. reappear there and you're just in midair and you're dead. No, I think yeah. that all of the, I mean, dealing with this at all, that, of course, it would be a, a political absolute like mayhem i think they easily Mm -hmm. could have said it everything was back the way it was and everything was great and they they're not doing that and they're like it's very complicated and it's not going to fix itself anytime soon i think that's a really interesting way to go and again another thing i didn't expect
2: well, and also yeah. shows you what how pivotal Endgame was to the MCU. Like Endgame just wasn't another movie in the MCU. This was a moment that has de- it will define the history of this universe, yeah. which I really yeah. love. Like Endgame Agreed. was important. You Same know? with
0: Iron Man two. It's it doesn't exist without them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good to be back. Yeah. Okay.
1: So the flag smashers are bombing this building, um, and this is the moment where they kind of start to where Carly's followers kind of start to realize that she's a little bit more hardcore. Yeah. Than they were expecting. She's okay with killing people, and the rest of them aren't really chill with that. Yeah. She's
0: she's like it's just just a a little bit of murder. It's okay. Now,
1: is it? And and they're just like, like eh.
0: wait wait what. Pfft. We get the <laughs>
1: team tracking them down, they're in Latvia, and just as they arrive, Bucky is confronted by Io, played by Florence Kusumba, yeah. who is a member of the Dora Milaje, mm-hmm. which are the elite Wakandan warriors who we first met in Black
0: Panther. Or
4: mm.
1: well, I guess first first originally met in Civil War and then were built upon in Black Panther.
3: I was wondering when you were gonna show up.
1: Do you think Gozimo is not one to be messed no, with, no. which no. we learn. In episode four, the whole world oh, is watching. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh. Episode four, the whole world is watching. We open with Bucky and Wakanda with Adora Milaje and they prove in this incredibly emotional moment that he is free of the Winter Soldier programming. Everyone is crying. I'm crying. You're crying. Uh, and <laughs> I still just think about this to this day. Anyway, uh, yeah. cut to the present and Io still has Bucky cornered in this alley. And... She's angry that he helped free Zemo, who is an enemy of Wakanda, yeah. she points out, because he killed their previous king, T'Chaka, T'Challa's father. Mm-hmm. And last they knew, T'Challa had captured Zemo and put him in a prison. And now Bucky, who has been helped by the Wakandans, who was deprogrammed by them, been named the White Wolf, accepted by them, he now let one of their greatest enemies out of jail. So they are not very chill with that. Yeah, Out of respect for... Bucky's relationship with her, though, she does give him eight hours to do whatever he needs to do before she and the rest of the Dora bring them in. Zemo, meanwhile, uses Turkish delights to con a bunch of kids. <laughs> I mean, who uh, hasn't?
0: Who hasn't? I mean, right? Uh, yeah.
1: White witch White witch style.
0: Him and Tilda Swinton uh, just come right <laughs> in. Uh,
1: into telling him where a funeral for Carly's mother figure will be held. And... After following this kid to the funeral, that's when, of course, John and Lamar show up and John's up in their face and he's demanding that he be given control, et cetera, et cetera, because he's a big old butt bag. And
2: A butt bag. I like
1: it. They do grudgingly team up with the caveat that Sam is going to get the chance to talk Carly down because, Mm -hmm. as he points out, this is what... He does. He yeah. has. He says Carly is traumatized. I have long worked with soldiers that are coming back with PTSD. I am a counselor. This is what I want to do. I think that she has good left in her, and I think she would be reasoned with. And Walker is not very happy with that. But Bucky glares at him, and then he agrees it, to it. If, <laughs> if if if
0: I if I may, that that Caitlin, what you just said is my favorite thing on the whole that this show did. Is that it? It it reminded us that Sam Wilson is a counselor that's how we first met him and that's why he's so equipped and ready for this mantle.
1: And that was a question that was a question of mine actually is that this is kind of the first moment where Sam is starting to step up a little bit more than we've seen him in the few ep- past few episodes and this is when you're kind of starting to get this impression that okay, maybe he's a little bit more comfortable with this leadership role that he could take on. Maybe he's realizing this is why Steve chose me is because this is the path that Steve would take. This is mm-hmm. the emotional
0: path. Yeah. He has empathy for now.
1: Yes, exactly. And,
0: and he's the only one that's listening to what Carly's saying and actually questioning it. And nobody else is questioning the why she's doing what she's doing. They're just saying, that's bad. that's stop her. They're not asking why he is. And he's that he's the only one. And it's, it goes back to those counselor roots and it's, Oh Yeah that's what he was. And that's why he's so brilliant here. And it just, that's what made me love him even more where I've always liked him also, but I just felt, and I'm like, he needs to be captain America. It's like, he needs to be, (laughs) it's like not, yeah, he was chosen, but for the rest of the show, it was like, Oh, just please.
1: Yeah. He was made for it. And then of course, then you have Walker busting in before Sam can actually get Carly to, to stop. And she runs, there's a whole chase sequence through a, a, a warehouse of doom. And Zemo finds her first, shoots her, and then destroys the serum before he's stopped by Walker. But Walker finds the last vial of serum Ugh. that Zemo did not oh, destroy. Yeah. And he pockets it secretly before everyone else shows up. Mm-hmm. So cut to the Dora Milaje come for Zemo. Back <laughs> in, Zemo, in, uh, in Zemo's fancy little like, parlor where he just yeah. has Yeah,
0: it's definitely and a, par- and all it, this it's stuff. a parlor. It's a parlor. Penthouse
2: parlor. Yeah. It's know.
0: a parlor with a u.
4: <laughs> He's got money.
1: So, uh Walker refuses to hand him over and dares to touch one of them and condescend them, which is something that you don't do to the Dora Milaje. No.
3: Well, let's uh let's put down the pointy sticks and we can talk this through. Huh? Hey, John. Take it easy. You might want to fight Bucky before you tangle with the Dora Milaje.
1: Uh, Because the Dora Milaje have uh, power wherever they deem to have it. Mm -hmm. And during the fight that starts immediately after, uh, the Dora Milaje kick Walker's scrawny little butt, (laughs) uh, which he turns out is deeply embarrassed about later because he's a whiny little baby.
3: They weren't even super soldiers.
1: They weren't even super soldiers. But they (laughs) are elitely trained warriors from Buri. Did you skip that
3: movie,
0: you idiot? It's like... like Did you not see Black Panther? It's come on.
1: And while all of this is happening, a Bucky is is you know to this day it's never not funny to me. Just do it, looking great, John. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Looking
1: strong, John. (laughs) Uh, And Sam just being like Bucky. Yeah, just the that dynamic will never not be hilarious.
0: (laughs) It's like you're not wrong, Uh, but stop. Yeah.
1: And during all of this, Zemo escapes because, of course, he does because he's a slippery little. Cut to to a little bit while later, Walker talks with Lamar about the serum, Mm -hmm. Uh, and Lamar says that he would have taken it if given the chance. If he had the the opportunity to, he would, and he points out, similar to what uh, Doc Erskine said in uh, The First Avenger, that bad becomes worse and good becomes great. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on who you are at your core, and that depends on what you will be like as a... Super Soldier, and as we know, Steve Rogers became even better than he originally was, and John Walker was
2: the exact opposite
1: <laughs> because he had a lot of hatred and darkness yeah. and all of this inside of him. Even though his intentions are good, yeah, the uglier parts become the most prominent.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's he's beat up, he's scarred, he's he's, exactly. he's damaged goods. Yeah,
1: so we can assume that not long after this conversation is when Walker does take the serum. Then, there's so much that happens in these episodes. Carly threatens Sarah, (laughs) Sam's sister, which gets Sam and Bucky to meet with her uh, as she tries to get them to join her cause. Walker and Hoskins engage other members of the Flag Smashers, which leads to another fight in which Carly accidentally kills Lamar. Yeah. And Sam and Bucky run after Carly, but we also see... Lamar chase after another one of the flag smashers. He beats him to death in a public space with the shield. As far as we know, decapitates him. <sighs> He smashes the Ooh. shield down It's a, in
0: a chop, and it's a it's a it's a it's a move that Steve Rogers has never used the, that shield. But from. I was yeah. getting more of like when uh, Steve, you know,
2: rammed the shield into Iron Man's chest. You know, and goal, I think but, that's but, what know. I
1: always thought. There was that moment in Civil War where he does look yeah. like he's about it, but it see the way that Tony yeah, is reacting. Yeah. Tony thinks that he's about to decapitate. Yeah, him, you're right. But because it's Steve, Oof. he hits his chest. Yeah. But John Walker, of course. Ugh kills this man there's blood on the shield and everyone around them because this is the 21st century has their iphone has their phones out and is filming every single moment of it
4: it wasn't me it wasn't me
2: I, I, I mean, in this moment, I thought about all the kids, all the kids that were like, I love I First know. Avenger. I can't wait to I watch know. this show. And it's just so it's deep so, and the shot, up, though, uh,
1: of, of Walker standing there with yeah. the shield dripping blood just at that. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful and horrible.
0: Going to have some interesting conversations around the dinner table, kids.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kids, exactly. Welcome. It's like, I don't
0: care what it takes. If it takes this idiot dressed up as Captain America with a bloody shield to have those conversations that they're not going to get in school. Then great. Yeah. Great. That's it. It's weird that a Disney plus show is the thing that does it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So episode five, truth, Sam and Bucky chase Walker down after all of this. Walker's a little unstable and they take the shield. But after this beautiful, very brutal fight. Yeah. uh, That's very representative of each of them and very representative of their history with the shield and Walker destroys Sam's wings But Sam and Bucky do ultimately win after they break Walker's arm.
2: Yeah. Oh, God. Another thing. (laughs) They snap his arm. I can't do it. Yeah.
1: And take the shield away from him. Bucky does leave the shield with Sam and he tracks Zemo down into Covia and does hand him over to the Dora Milaje to uh, make amends for the fact that he broke one of their greatest enemies out. And And then immediately- Has the gall, (laughs) has the gall to still ask them for one more favor, which they do grant him.
0: And also it's like, as I think is like a little sorry for- doing the five-point palm with your arm in that fight because it just it's like right. by the way we made that arm we can take it away anytime <laughs> we
1: like, take that we take which, that away we do ultimately control yeah, you, you use it
0: against yeah. us it's like we don't need seven words beep 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 off
3: bust dumb here James
1: so the door melange have Zemo question for the group will we see Zemo again beyond the one little flash that we get of him? At the end of the series.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I, You know, as Brian said before, he, he, I mean, like, this, he's a he's a cool guy.
0: He's a cool villain now. He's, you know? he's,
1: he's, he can dance.
0: Baron Zemo's a cool guy. <laughs>
2: he's a cool guy.
0: Yeah. Now, I'll just say, if they weren't planning on it before, and in which case, why bring him back here? There are other ways they could have done this. But I think... That was the plan. But if it wasn't or it wasn't the plan before, it definitely is now because they oh, that yeah. minute that dance thing and the Zemo cut thing, all that happened.
1: <laughs> the hour long Zemo dance cut.
0: <laughs> they were seeing dollar signs. It's like so if if there were no plans for, you know, a Zemo series or something or him to pop up in a movie, there is now.
2: Yes. Well, and and I don't know if we get to this now or I want to talk about it later, but the, the possible the possibility of the Thunderbolts.
0: Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you know. well, now we're in the episode where we get uh, evil Elaine Bennis <laughs> popping yeah, yeah, up. Yeah so, yeah, so let's talk about that. If you want to talk about dancing characters.
1: <laughs> we'll get to the we'll Thunderbolts here we'll in a moment. We'll get to that, yeah. Speaking of which, we cut to Walker receiving a, quote-unquote, the U.S. military is so silly, a, quote-unquote, other than honorable discharge.
2: Yeah, okay. Which, like- A discharge. <laughs>
1: A discharge. Just just a discharge. Like, it's just like it's so. So it's, it's dishonorable.
0: So no. So it's honorable. No. It's no.
1: other. It's other than dishonorable. <laughs>
0: it's a third kind of honorable.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's so it's just oh humans are so silly. <laughs> yeah,
0: stupid.
1: He's he's stripped of his title as Captain America. Um, he has this this speech that is the first time that I think a lot of us really feel for him, which is that as Brian pointed out earlier, he gets a speech of "You made me." You mm-hmm. made me who I am today. I served for you. You formed me. I came back. You told me what to do. You didn't really give me, like, any mandates. You just yeah. said, be Captain America. And I'm trying to be Captain America in the way that I've always known. It's very John Walker. It's very right. much of what we know of him in the comics. Um, and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And then, to make the scene even better, the next thing that we see... Is a pair of wonderful boots walking down the down the hallway, and he is approached by Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, mm. aka Val, but don't call her that. Played by the incomparable Julia Louis-Dreyfus.
2: Ah, <sighs> uh, my mm. eyes. This uh, is the big. Oh, this
1: is the big camp. Like everyone was like, oh, there's a big cameo that's coming up. There's a big actor, a big name. This was it.
2: Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Actually, it's Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine know it's hard but i don't like to repeat myself so you can just call
4: me val but don't call me val just keep it in your head
0: i had no idea she was even in the mcu someone's like oh yeah she was gonna she's gonna be in black widow but this now happened first i never heard that Did you no i had no idea i was so surprised by this and i was so delightfully surprised i couldn't believe it and y- oh man selena meyer elaine bennis in the mcu hell yeah get out <laughs>
2: I just think of Elaine
0: doing the kicks.
2: Well, you know, that, it, about, it's, it's uh, hard to
0: choose because it's—I <laughs> you think nothing could beat Elaine Bennis. and then no, and nothing. then Veep does. I think, yeah, it's oh, it's yeah. just oh my god.
4: Don't talk. Don't stay. You need to fuck off and go back to Westworld.
2: But no, I, you need to fuck off. But man, I say I, fuck off. Three fucks, you're out. Yes, ma'am.
1: Yeah, and it's gorgeous. So in in the comics, this is in short. We're not getting into it. Uh, Madame Hydra. Yep. Who is like gonna further eccentrify the corrupt government angle that the MCU has been playing with yeah. for a while here? Government sucks. She disrespects Olivia to her face and tells Walker basically that he should answer his phone when she calls. Sam, shield in hand, leaves the damaged wingsuit with uh, Taurus and he goes to visit Isaiah um, because Sam has some stuff to figure out.
4: Yeah.
1: And. He, meaning Isaiah, truly believes that a black man cannot, should not, and never will be Captain America.
3: But you were a super soldier like Steve. You could have been the next. The next? What? Huh? Blonde hair, blue eyes, stars and stripes. The entire world's been chasing that great white hope since he first got dosed with that serum. Steve did not put you in jail.
1: He has a whole line about, you don't have blonde hair, you don't have blue eyes, this country will never accept you, it never accepted me, and it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. There's no hope, he has given up, and no no one in their right mind could blame him for, for giving up on this hope. But Sam... Being Sam, who is kind of this embodiment of hope in my mind, of this idea that we can be better, and he strives, and his entire job, but when we first met him, was to help people realize that they could overcome their own trauma and that they could live their lives and continue on and be better. So the fact that this is going to be his legacy as Captain America is to look to this ugly past, acknowledge that it was horrible, and then create his own narrative, become his own person. And this conversation with Isaiah is really the moment that the series says, okay, this is our new Captain America. Even before he shows up in episode six, this is the moment where Sam decides I am going to be better than the country that I am representing.
0: Yep. Despite the history, despite the present, despite the racism in both, he's still going to serve in spite of all that.
2: Well Let's, and he does he, he, he does that because of that. Yeah. Because he, he yeah. feels that like that their sacrifice, you know, like that sacrifice was not for for nothing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. their sacrifice mattered and it's because of their sacrifice that the country is what it is today and he wants to honor that.
0: I, I think yeah. that right there is the difference between Sam and say John Walker, and that John Walker yes. is not that selfless and not that sacrificial. John Walker is not the guy that's gonna jump on the grenade like Steve Rogers did. Sam Wilson is.
2: Listen, Sam isn't going to jump on the grenade. He's going to convince the grenade not to blow up. That Exactly. <laughs> That's what's going to happen.
1: Perfect. Damn it. Sam so, it, Matt. with with this information in hand, so Sam good. returns home. Thank you. Thank he returns you. to his roots and helps fix the family boat. After making a bunch of calls to his community, he calls in all of the people that once owed his family favors that his family once helped. Mm-hmm. They come together, and that's when Bucky arrives, uh, and we get the buddy movie we were all expecting. And so, and
0: Flirtathon uh, three thousand.
1: I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say they fix the Wilson family boat together, and Bucky hits on Sarah. I
0: love They're it. They're totally it. in 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 something else. Like that's that's husband and wife. Right? I hope so. Yeah.
1: That's all yeah. I want. So Bucky also gives Sam a briefcase. Uh, which is this favor we soon learn from the Wakandans that he called in, that he had the gall to call yes. in after already breaking their greatest enemy out of out yep. of prison. Cut to Sam and Bucky training and having this wonderful heart-to-heart while throwing around the shield, kind of playing like father and son catch <laughs> kind of moment yeah. in the front yard. It's like weird
0: because it's there's just one, it's like sometimes there's one figure missing and it's their shared history. It's also Steve Rogers, but no, it's they have to yeah. figure out a way past that and eventually it's, yeah anyway, I'm sure you were gonna say that more eloquently, but.
1: well, and, and Bucky apologizes to Sam, yeah, um mm-hmm. because he and he he acknowledges that he and Steve had never once considered what it meant to be a black man and to hold the shield, which is as uh, that is something that I was waiting for the series to do, yeah is is Bucky's just angry he's so angry at Sam without actually taking into account what it is that Sam is feeling. So as soon as Bucky like gets a second to stop and think and be told that there's something else going on here, that's when it comes into his brain that like, oh, I'm wrong. I should, I should fix this.
3: When Steve told me what he was planning, I don't think either of us really understood what it felt like for a black man to be handed the shield. How could we? I owe you an apology. I'm sorry.
1: Thank you. Well, and this is this moment, too, before we get to that training montage, that Sam helps Bucky realize that he's not actually doing work in therapy. He's phoning yeah. it in. So then, after all of this, they agree to work together. They say, okay, we're not friends,
0: but we're partners. <laughs> we're yes. colleagues. They're
1: just, they're men. Yeah. yeah. Just admit that you love each other, yeah. you dum-dums.
2: Now kiss. Kiss. Come on. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> now kiss. <laughs>
0: It's like, Matt, you and I are just co workers yeah, and right, colleagues. Exactly. We're not no. friends. Just no.
2: admit that you're
1: best friends and you love each other and respect each other. We're not, no. no, no, we're not going to be.
0: Now bring me back from the outer room.
1: <laughs> so, cut to Sam with the trading montage. And I, this series has no con, I don't have any concept of time in this series. Yeah. How long does Sam. Tri- like does it is it like a couple of days where he's just like working out more than he normally would and all of a sudden he's buffing up he
2: gets really good <laughs> gets at that there. shield throwing yeah
1: like <laughs> i just like it's very much and this is not necessarily a uh this isn't uh me putting it down or anything i think just it's it's so funny the way that the mcu acknowledge doesn't acknowledge time yeah and it's very appropriate considering that in my real life, currently, I have no concept of time whatsoever. <laughs> yeah,
2: like, doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Much like Sam Wilson.
0: <laughs> a, de- a detail of this that I loved, it's like, because the shield is expectations, right? Yeah. It's expectations and history. And at first, it's flying at its face. And he's afraid of it. So he's almost like, oh, he barely catches it. And
1: then, once he starts in, like, bringing his own style into it. Yeah, he starts he's not flicks. doing
0: Steve's thing. Oh. He's do he's putting in Falcon moves. At the end, he stops it with just his fingertips. All that expectation in history. It's like, nope, not even getting getting anywhere this near is me. Mine Stop. Now just with the tips of his fingers and he's like I'm 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 going to be Captain America again but it's a different kind of Captain America. Yes. It's like a Captain America for today as you've said around 5 times already so I don't need to. <laughs> but I love that that's that it's not just oh now he's as good as Steve yeah. was. It's 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 subtle. It's like here it's he's afraid of it at first and then he stops being afraid of it and then he owns mm-hmm. yeah. it. He's like you work for you work for me now <laughs> um and you know in that kind of a thing. And then he opens the box and they cut away. I'm like, what? But we all knew what was in the box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, the Flag Smashers are planning an attack on a GRC conference in New York City that's going to basically like determine the the rest of history going forward and how uh, international policy is built.
0: Yeah, we call this meeting about being jerks to order business on the floor. <laughs> yes, we have to be jerks. Acknowledged. <laughs> the government,
4: children,
1: and the flag smashers are joined by Betrock, uh, who the power broker, aka
0: Sharon, has secretly hired. There, there's there's one shady Sharon phone call per episode. And truly.
1: Now. Um and then in a in a mid credits sequence, we see Walker like building his bargain <sighs>
0: basement shield. Yes. Oh, I loved it. I want to I want to build the shield. <laughs> it's it's the it's a Home Depot shield. It's like It looks worse than the plastic one I have Uh, in my closet. He's doing his
2: best, you know, with what he's got. No,
0: no, he's not. He could do better. (laughs) It's like, I've seen three, you with your broken 3D printer could make a better shield than John Walker, Matt.
1: And we will see this shield very soon. In episode six, One World, One People. We see the Flag Smashers launch an assault on the GRC meeting and Sam shows up in his comics accurate Captain America costume, complete with vibranium wings, yeah! all courtesy of the Connens, And it looks so good.
3: Sharon, Bucky, what's going on on your end? Nothing, all quiet. I'm sorry, wait. who are you? Captain America. I thought Captain America was on the moon.
0: Oh, it looks I beautiful. Love it so much. Dare I say, dare I say I think it looks better than the comic look? Yeah, yeah. Some parts of it, it, it's it's almost like they took Steve's Winter Soldier at the beginning, his stealth mm-hmm. look, and just gave that a paint job or whatever. I don't know the lines and the shapes and the colors. It's and gorgeous. It's it's just really wearing the stars and a... stripes, you know. If it's I, yeah, man, so amazing.
1: beautiful. And
0: here's a star-spangled that's right, man. There you go. With a
1: plan, oh. baby. <laughs>
0: oh, his plan is empathy. <laughs> so
1: Sharon shows up, and so does Walker because we got to have a full party <laughs> yeah. of absolute crazy here.
2: Everybody's here
1: and while bucky is busy saving some hostages from a burning truck that carly <laughs> and her team have started they say give I'm him sorry, something just...
0: give him something to <laughs> they like what are we going to have bucky do burning truck for hostages done good save some else? people what flag smashers, what's a freaking who who's the girl sharon what's she going to do right. be a criminal good next <laughs> and what's next
1: <laughs> so he's saving all these people but troke and carly reveal what we all knew all along once they confront Sharon and that she is the power poker gasp,
2: gasp.
4: Is there a way to do
1: a sarcastic mind blown? I just, I I just like, there's no, that was just the, you know, no, no shade against the writers here, but that was just the most unsurprising Uh, plot twist. The least plot twisty plot twist.
0: Sound the hot take alarm, please. I liked it. That's your I hot take. You, you liked did. it. I think I like it because I know how much you guys don't like it. So I'm intentionally yeah. deciding we know, we to know. Like we, it. we got about 10 minutes on Sharon Carter. So, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want another 10? And yeah, that's a threat. So Do you want another?
1: After all of this, uh, we've learned that Sharon is the power broker. Sharon kills Batrock, which in my Personal opinion is a lame ending for him. Yeah, uh, after we've known him for a while, but
0: we were ex- you're, well. He's all, you were expecting a more grand.
1: I don't know. I want. I Trot wanted at Leaper. least like a fight. a Easy.
0: We would have been a cool one to yeah. keep around. You know,
2: cool villain yeah. to keep around. Yeah. He's kind of like
0: he's on that crossbones level. It's like, (laughs) do whatever you want. I don't care. It's Rumlow. It's like eh."
1: (laughs) Sam does show up. He tries once again to reason with Carly. He believes that she can be saved because he is Sam Wilson. He believes in people. Yep. He says, we can walk out of here. You and me, blah, blah, blah. And then Carly is pointing a gun at him and Sharon sees the perfect opportunity to completely get rid of all evidence that she was involved with this in any way. So she, as Carly is pointing a gun at Sam, we have no idea if Carly would have fired, but Sharon kills Carly anyway.
0: And Sam, through listening to Carly, is the only one that it's, the the thing is what Carly is fighting against is she's got a good reason to be fighting. The fighting relocation and all this, it's, it's, it is an injustice, She's going about it in a horrific, totally the wrong way. But Sam, again, Sam's the only one listening to her. Yeah. And I guess Sharon.
1: And so Sam carries her out of the building in a very majestic, angelic moment where he lands down in front of everyone. And he ends up uh, giving this wonderful, beautiful speech to the gathered and now saved GRC members.
3: For once, all the people who've been begging, and I mean literally begging for you. To feel how hard any given day is. Now you know. How did it feel to be helpless? If you could remember what it was like to be helpless. And face a force so powerful it could erase half the planet. You would know that you're about to have the exact same impact.
1: He tells them off in the kindest way possible. That you now understand struggle. When have any, any of you ever understood struggle? You understand this now. You have the same amount of power as a crazy god or a teenage girl. Yeah. And you get to choose what you're going to do with it. So he, he challenges them to be better. And that's what Sam Wilson does as Captain America. He, more than any other Captain America, challenges America and the world to be better. And that's why I'm excited to see
2: him continue well, uh, No, no, and, it, and it's great because, you know, he's he's the the Captain America we need right now, the healer, yeah. the counselor to talk to both sides because he's scolding <sighs> one side to be like, don't call the other side terrorists because they're human beings too. And they were yeah. put in just a horrible situation as you were, except that they are not uh, powerful enough um, to do something about it. And, right. and he just literally just shows a mirror right up to their faces. And it's, it's exactly what, the mcu needs right now and honestly it is like what america needs right now this is the type yeah. of hero that that we need in 2021
1: exactly
0: well because it's a it's a good point because that's that's what we do so well as othering somebody yeah. else and it's as long as because then we don't have to look in ourselves we don't have to do the work on ourselves or in our own history we can point to another group and say those thugs those refugees those terrorists those blah 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 they're the cause of all my problems yeah, yeah. That means I get off scot-free. I don't have to do any work. Just go and deal with them. He calls everyone out on yeah. that. And he's the one that's, as Counselor America, really, yeah. it's like he's going to go in and try and get everyone to do that right. work. And the thing, I think you're right, Matt. He is the Captain America that America needs. Do we deserve him? Absolutely not. We deserve someone like John Walker. <laughs> yeah. But we, do we need him? Oh, hell yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean... The-
0: therapy. Uh, we all <laughs> we need therapy. All yeah.
1: That's, the, that's the, the the ultimate message here.
0: He can fix the <laughs> boat. Can he fix the country? Here's hoping.
1: So, the rest of the episode really is just wrap up of all of these different storylines that we have going on. Uh, mm-hmm. We have all of the rest of the Flag Smashers are caught and put away in... Uh, hopefully to be put away in the raft. They are blown up by Zemo's butler, Oznick. Uh, who just like is sitting there in his car with like his little, just in mean, his gloves and just like the most random shot. It's like two seconds long of this man just sitting there. It's fine, I'm <laughs> yeah. fine.
0: And I didn't realize why. And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's because he hate He's getting rid of the all the super soldiers. It's like remember he hates yes. that.
1: And then you cut to Zemo kind of smiling to himself uh, aboard the raft and you know being very happy about it.
0: Ha ha ha! Well done, me.
1: So. Then we get uh, the Contessa uh, giving Walker this new uniform and a new title, U.S. Yeah. Agent. hmm uh, Which anyone who's read the comics knows that that gets even more complicated than we have seen in the past and very much leads into these gray areas that we have discussed about Walker already. Then we get Bucky finally feeling like he is able to make amends to people. He shows up to Yuri's house... <laughs> tells him about his son saying, I didn't have a choice, et cetera, et cetera. And Sam, meanwhile, is giving a memorial or showing Isaiah and his grandson a memorial to Isaiah's time as Captain America at the Captain America exhibit. And we then get to see Sam and Bucky all happy with Sam's family at a cookout next. (laughs) It's just like the end of this series is very, it's, it's it's just a bunch of, it's tying up so many loose ends. There was so much going on in this series that it just flashes from one thing to another to another. And there's some parts that are great. And there's some parts that I, I have I have issues with. I love the idea. And by love, I mean not big fan of the idea that Bucky can just win therapy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it just it just over.
1: Like it's just like yeah, you're yeah. you're fine now, congratulations. <laughs> and then he goes
2: to the supermarket and he buys a cake and he brings it to the party and everything's great. And now he's
1: friend <laughs> and now he's getting to flirt with Sarah and he's hanging out with the kids and him yeah. and B- and him and Sam are cool. And like I understand that it's definitely going to be more nuanced than that in the future, but the implication yeah. here is that that Bucky has. Beat his demons. He's better.
0: Congratulations! <laughs> I think, but I, I think there's there's one big way that the show is it tells us that 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 is actually not he's not there yet. In that is that they don't they change falcon turns to captain america in the titles but it's still and the winter soldier Mm. yes they don't change it to white wolf or and bucky barnes if he was truly done with his demons and i don't think he is amends is not the is not the full journey you make the amends he's still got other things to go so i think he's happier i think he's a little bit more free but he hasn't completed the journey and if they were intimating that he was i think they would have changed his title
1: i think that's a good point i also i just like i'm i'm obviously like this this was sam's story bucky was a was a a secondary moment in this and this very much needed to be sam's story and the story of how the next era of captain america comes to be but i also just like the little fangirl in me is just like what is bucky gonna get his time yeah that's right Where's
0: bucky's movie yeah
1: where where (laughs) i just i'm been thinking about bucky all the time i'm yeah. just like why why are we not giving well, that's a
0: that's a big change of pace for you Bucky,
1: the chance to yeah. to move on and have his life i i <sighs>
0: feel like he did yeah. in this show i feel he like just did. the latter episodes definitely focused more on I, I think you say you take out john walker or you take out sharon then you would have had a lot more bucky but we're not done with bucky oh no we're not i'm saying yeah. that we
1: are i'm just like i'm there is so much yeah. going uh, on I'm, in this series. I know, I know that I I don't even know how there's there's not a good way to wrap it all up, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm very interested to see what like uh, as we will get into Captain America four, yeah, down the line, which has been announced with Malcolm Spellman as the lead writer on it, who is also the head writer for this series. He is also going to be writing the next Captain America movie, and it's Captain America four, starring Sam Wilson. I love it, amazing. So I'm interested to see. I don't know if they're going to include Bucky Barnes in it. I don't know if they're going to include Sharon. I don't know like if there's going to be a U.S. agent tie into it. It's TBD. But this sets up a lot of strains for what's going to come next, similar to the way that WandaVision did. Yeah. And I am incredibly interested in how they're going to spin this out from here on out. With that, we have wrapped up the entirety of <laughs> F- F- Falcon and the winter soldier there's so much happening and I I very I uh, have two more questions for the both of you one is speaking of Captain America 4 what do each of you hope in as short a time as possible <laughs> to see in Captain America 4 uh starting with Matt
2: yeah, I, I honestly, I'd like just if we get the movie before a season two of this show, then I think I just want to see a continuation of where this story goes. So, like, mm. let's get into U.S. Agent. Let's get in the power broker. Let's get Zemo back in. Let's get this whole crew back in. Maybe this is the start of uh, the Thunderbolts, too. Maybe they play a little into uh, Captain That's America 4. Because I like the, the like there's like these sub universes in the MCU. And I like the sub universe that they've created now for themselves. So let's see more of that.
1: The Captain America universe within exactly. the MCU. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: Yep.
1: Brian, what about you?
0: Um, I, I'm with you, Matt. I, I'm I'm in favor of all of that stuff. I think absolutely, there's a, they do a Captain America four. I don't see I don't see a world where Sebastian Stan's not in that yeah. movie in a pivotal in a pivotal role as he has been in every Captain America movie. I love the idea, Matt, of Val as the evil mm-hmm. or morally gray Nick Fury putting together. An Avengers squad of idiot villains yeah. like U.S. Agent and some other lower <laughs> tier ones. I also think it would be hilarious if we found out would, they made it a joke that old Steve Rogers. We don't see him die. But he's on the moon. That yeah, someone's like he's on the moon. If we actually see him at a sword base on yeah. the moon in Captain America 4 that's that's what I just watching Star Wars
2: finally
1: (laughs) I mean why not (laughs) yeah yeah oh (laughs) yeah why do you keep why do you keep nailing it (laughs) it. why do you keep nailing it on on the moon watching
0: Star Wars it'd be beautiful watching the Mandalorian season (laughs) 3 yeah perfect
1: (laughs) and then I like that group finally uh, I want to wrap this up with your final thoughts and I'm also very very curious there's so many beautiful lines in this show that we did not get to delve into we don't need to necessarily delve into them, but I want to know what each of your favorite lines is as we wrap up this monster of a discussion.
2: Oh, so my favorite line by far and is going to stick with me forever is the only power I have is that I believe we can do better because nothing sums up like my own personal political yeah. mantra than that. It's like that's my superpower. We can all do better than this. Every single one of us. Both sides. Everybody can be better. I love it. And it's that's that's beautiful. what it is. It's beautiful. It sums up everything. It sums up his character, the series. Ah,
0: mwah. Best line. I love it. That's kind of, that's what therapy yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah. That is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brian, what about you? Um, we mentioned it a little bit, but it was from episode five that I think is my favorite of, of the six. And it's the scene, the tough, where Sam's given Bucky the tough love and reminded me yet again that, that Sam's a counselor and he's one, one great moment is he says you gotta stop looking at other people to tell you who you are and that was great but then Becky said Bucky says it's like no I was doing it I'm making the amends yeah. I'm doing it and, and Sam the line that has
3: stuck with me you want to climb out of that hill you're in do the work I've been making amends you weren't amending you were avenging you were stopping all the wrongdoers you enabled as the winter soldier Because you thought it would bring you closure. You go to these people and say, sorry, because you think it'll make you feel better. But you got to make them feel better. You got to go to them and be of service. I'm sure there's at least one person in that book who needs closure about something. And you're the only person who can give it to them. Probably a dozen. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Start with one.
0: And that for me is Sam Wilson right there. Yeah that's why he said that i was like that is the reason number one million why this man is captain america
1: i love it mine is uh the therapy scene and it kind of really sums up the fears that both of these characters are dealing with very very deep down
3: steve believed in you he trusted you he gave you that shield for a reason that shield that is, that is everything he stood for. That is his legacy. He gave you that shield and you threw it away like it was nothing. So maybe he was wrong about you. And if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. Oh, that was a good one too. Yeah. And that's,
1: that yeah. it, Bucky says it, but that is so telling for the both of them. That yeah. They're so afraid of what came before them and what Steve's intentions are that it comes down to the same scene that you were talking about, Brian, when Sam finally realizes Steve's gone. Yeah, yeah. There's, It doesn't matter what you he think on. he's
0: gone
4: mm-hmm.
1: And that's what the MCU is doing now Is moving on with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier And that is going to wrap up Our giant freaking <laughs> conversation About this giant freaking show That somehow happened in six episodes <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you for joining with me uh, And I look forward to down the line I believe the next MCU show we have coming down the line Is
2: Loki
0: Loki Oh man! Okay, will you guys ready? Stand by. I'll uh, I'll I'll get the Bryfrost bry Frost and Snap us you back. Let me sit ready? down. I
2: gotta sit. Oh, down. Sit
1: down. Uh, uh, sitting, I, sitting. Yeah, I was standing up the
0: whole time. Oh, oh. and we're back. Oh. Everyone oh. okay? Oh,
1: I'm dizzy. Yeah, you know, it might be because I talk so much, or it might be because <laughs> that was really difficult. Okay. Uh.
0: Yeah, you just, you just talked a lot, Caitlin, but that was, that was fantastic. fantastic. <gasps> Caitlin, good job. I'll Thank tell you what, that was, that was fantastic. I don't know what that <laughs> character is. Okay. So we're, we're still, you know what? We're not lost. If you look out to your Uh-oh. right, you will see a beautiful, wow. beautiful image of the planet Camino. Oh, Camino. Oh. Camino. Well, what do you know? <laughs> And why are we at Camino? Well, it's not random. Uh, That's going to do it for this bonus episode. But we'll be back for Return of the Pod Season Two on May (laughs) fifth, some point on May fifth, right? Yeah, some point May fifth. We're gonna yeah, yeah, May (laughs) fifth, May fifth, and we will be discussing each and every episode of Star Wars: The Bad Batch.
3: They call themselves the Bad Batch. That's right.
0: That's why we're on Camino. Every single episode of that show will get an episode of this show. And, of course, we'll have all kinds of news segments, bits, and so much more. There's a lot coming, and it's coming very, very soon. Am I right? We've got stuff in the works. Bits for days. Bits for
4: for days. 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 Red (laughs) boys.
0: Oh, Monster Trucks. As the Tennessee Williams character once said, we have tricks up our sleeve. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Return of the Pod. You can also find us directly, Caitlin M. Bush. You can be found where? You can be found
1: at, at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-E-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the president's.
0: U.S. Matt Jent, You can be found where? <laughs> you can find me at, at Matt Romano on Twitter. M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. And I can be found all night at Sharon Carter's Dance Club of Crime. And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and whatever else, at Brian Silliman, that's at B-R-I-A-N-S and Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars. If you're feeling generous, snoke them if you got them. Take it, Sheevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken. Many boats, the Force will be with you. Always be the spark.